Hello, hello, my magical friends. Welcome to another Witchful Ways podcast episode. I am Annika. I offer you the tools, guidance, and a membership to allow you to live a magical life every single day. So this week's episode is going to be about traditional versus modern witchcraft, right? Like I think that's a really heavy and a really controversial um, aspect of witchcraft right now. And in the most recent past, right? So have you ever felt if you're someone that is new to the craft or someone that has been in the craft for a couple moons, but you've started introducing some of the new technological advances that we have available to us within your craft? Have you ever felt that you didn't measure up or you weren't good enough as a witch because you weren't traditional enough? Maybe you have the idea that some kind of lineage, uh, you know, family line of witches makes somebody else more powerful or more knowledgeable in the craft than you are. It's a really common line of thinking among modern witches, and it's easy to see where those ideas come from. There are plenty of groups and people that you will find that will say, that the new neo-pagan baby witches, modern witchcraft is being watered down um, as compared to what their traditional craft is all about, right? And it can be easy to get sucked in by that line of thinking. I mean, after all, those people are the ones with the history and the tradition to speak from, right? If you have somebody, a crone that's been doing it in a you know certain way for all that time, and they get results, and you know that they get results with their magic, you can fall under that. But keep in mind that it's easy to get caught up in the idea that older equals better and more powerful. And I have never personally seen this in practice. In my 35 plus years that I am practicing witchcraft, um, I have ne- in living a magical life, I have never seen evidence of this. You guys know I am all about you do you witchy poo, right? And I'm all about results. If the magic works and it gets you actual results, what you desire in your life, then it's good magic. But with that said, I also don't want to discount the value of the traditional witch in our modern witchcraft or traditional practices in our modern witchcraft. So today let's talk about the values of both traditional and modern witchcraft and how you can mold them both into your practice so that you get the best of both worlds. So first things first, traditional witchcraft is not necessarily any better than modern witchcraft. The ones that are traditionalists out there are probably going to to kill me for that one, but there's nothing that is more magical about the way we did magic or they did magic 200 or 2000 years ago versus how we do magic today. Magic is magic is magic, right? If it gets results, then it gets results, no matter what the modality is that you use to receive those results in your magical practice. One of the big problems with the argument is that quote unquote traditional and quote unquote modern, those are pretty vague terms. I mean, what exactly is traditional witchcraft? Is there a standard definition for it? We all have the definition in our minds of what it is, but is there a standard definition for it? Those terms really just define 
or describe how long we've been using specific practices, right? So for example, there are things that have been used for several hundred years and is considered traditional witchcraft, right? Using mugwort for flying is traditional witchcraft. Techie witchcraft is a very recent addition to the magical world and therefore it would be considered modern witchcraft. That's the only real difference between the two. The reality is that all points in history, people have made magic with whatever's available to them at the time. Before all this technology came about, witches used what they had available, which would have been plants, animals, stones, crystal, you know, etc., all that kind of stuff. Today, we have smartphones, laptops, the internet, modern manufacturing, and all kinds of things that our ancestors couldn't possibly dreamed of. And on top of that, traditional witchcraft means something different depending on what your locality is. Those that practice traditional witchcraft in the north of the United States mean something completely different from traditional witchcraft in the south of the United States, which again is something absolutely and completely different from traditional witchcraft in Mexico or in Italy or anywhere else right? So traditional witchcraft is based on where that location was at the time that made it traditional. So when somebody says it's traditional witchcraft, traditional witchcraft is better. Traditional witchcraft from what area? Because they were all different to begin with. So they're really saying traditional, if they live in, you know, Texas, traditional witchcraft that's been handed down in the Texan area that's what they're talking about for traditional witchcraft. So even within that term, there's that competition, if you will, right? The argument that traditional magic is inherently better than modern magic falls apart under its own assumption because there's no such thing as a unified tradition of magic then. When we talk about traditional magic, we're discussing, again, a huge variety of magical practices depending on the region and those regions spiritual beliefs and we're expected to believe that all of these are somehow better than anything we've created in the modern world i just don't see the logic in that so then why do people get hung up on the idea of needing traditional witchcraft and I think the answer to that is that a lot of new witches, neo-pagan, and even witches that have been working, you know, their practice for many moons, you encounter mainstream spirituality. And many of us struggle with feelings of inadequacy or imposter syndrome, right? We don't step into our personal power. It's not easy to go against what you've been taught your entire life and what the rest of the world considers quote unquote real to do it if what you feel intuitively for you is right on a spiritual level and you decide to step in that path and it can be scary but always tell yourself like i always say you do you witchy poo right that's the most powerful witch you can be a lot of of witches spend the first couple years of their craft and their journey into witchcraft wondering if we're just plain crazy right is it all made up in our heads? And I went over that on a different podcast episode of Is Magic All Imaginary? We want something that helps us feel like we're on solid ground again. And that's what tradition represents for a lot of people. 
when you start relying on your own intuition and your own spiritual guidance, and that starts to feel unreliable, um, you want to make sure that you or you gravitate towards a sense of, of community and stability to avoid those feelings of inadequacy, right? Or self-doubt. And traditional forms of magic feel much more stable and valid simply because there's a history involved in the creation of that magic that you're looking into at the moment. It essentially gives you a community of people that can support you and say, yes, this is how it should be done, right? Rather than relying on your own intuitive ability to be able to step out of that tradition. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. We want magic that works. That's the bottom line. But when you allow all those urges to dictate your magical practice, it can lead you astray. It can take you even further off your path. Believing that you absolutely must have external validation and history to be a quote-unquote real witch robs you of your power and your intuitive connection. Why would you be any less capable of creating real magic than the people that came before you? The answer is that you're not. You've simply been taught to distrust your intuition and distrust your solitary practice as a spiritual being. Now, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with looking to out, outside sources for spiritual guidance and, you know, friends and groups and things like that for guidance. But when you begin to take those external kind of things and bring them inside and create ultimate truths out of them for you, and you stop allowing your inner guidance to speak to you, you relinquish one of your greatest powers as a witch. You give up your ability to choose a spiritual path for yourself. But don't, don't get me wrong. There's nothing inherently wrong or limiting about traditional witchcraft. The problem occurs when we become really dogmatic about our adherence to the traditional over modern forms of magic. Right? The reality is that you should be taking anything that you find useful from traditional witchcraft and modern witchcraft. That's the real beauty of all the technology that we have available to us now. You have the ability to craft a unique spiritual path for yourself that leads exactly where you want to go and changes in life in exactly the ways that you want it to change. And that's what you do you witchy poo is all about, right? That's what witchful ways is all about. It's up to you to decide how much traditional magic to use and how much modern magic to use. Blending those two things together, though, takes a little bit of time and exploration um, and a little bit of a different mindset, especially for those of us that have been doing it for a few moons. <laughs> but it can be a lot of fun and actually really rewarding to build a craft that is entirely yours. So now let's talk about, well, how do you go about blending traditional witchcraft and modern witchcraft in a really practical way? And the answer to that is going to be very different for every person, right? Like you, that's what the craft is all about. I mean, you have to go through and figure out what works for you, what resonates with you. What do you have an emotional connection to? What do you have time for in your life, in that stage of your life? Because we know that our practice morphs throughout our lifetime, right? So the first thing I would suggest is to research the traditional uses of the materials that you have in your location, 
Traditional magic, like I said before, is really location-based. So when you're looking to incorporate the traditional magic of your area into your practice, you want to focus, of course, on the traditions associated with your area, where you live. So going for nature walks is an amazing way to do that. Collect samples, don't pick things out of state parks and all that kind of thing, but collect samples or information about the plants, the stones, the animals, the features that you have in the area that you live in. Get out there and explore what you have available to you. You might be surprised at what's hiding in plain sight for you. But the point is that most traditional magic is at least somehow in some way tied pretty deeply to the land that is surrounding that area. And by researching and adopting uh, how those traditions interacted with the land that you live in and the location that you're in, you can develop a much deeper connection with your home area and with the materials that you can use in your magical practice that's right there because you have that nature connection to it then. And plus it's a lot cheaper. Right. When we're talking about magic, you guys know, I always say like you don't need to have the expensive stuff. You need to understand what's in your area and master it because you have everything there to be able to create your most magical practice. So then you also want to incorporate modern magical techniques and tools into it. Right. Um, You may decide that you want to use your computer or your smartphone or your tablet or whatever to be able to create vision boards or to help you cast your spells or to um, have your online, not online, you don't want it public, but your grimoire or your book of shadows, right? Your recipes, whatever it is that you decide you want to, instead of handwrite into a book of shadows that you want to put in a digital format. The fact of the matter is that we're modern people living in a modern world, and there's no reason for us to recreate the exact magic done by people who lived in a very different world from us. You have got some incredible technology, ideas, and practices available to you as a modern witch, and you should take advantage of those resources in whatever way that suits you. Don't let anyone tell you that tech magic isn't real magic or that modern computers are somehow spiritually defunct, right? That they just, they shouldn't be in your practice. Your smartphone has an energy and a spiritual function just like every other part of our world. So don't be afraid to mold that into what you decide and discover is your practice. I have just recently um, been working more with a online um, kind of journaling, right? My witch book, instead of writing it, handwriting it down into a journal, I put it into a Google Doc and save it for myself, my eyes only. And the thing is that I do use an external drive, right? Like, I don't know what they call it anymore. I call it a jump drive, but, you know, a USB stick so that I have everything backed up. Even though it's on Google, I just, I'm I'm that old where I think like, oh, something's going to go down and I'm never going to find it again, right? So, but that doesn't mean that I'm still not doing things on paper as well. Hand to paper to me when I'm doing my spell work, creating sigils for my actual ritual or spell craft, those things I do hand to paper because I personally just have a connection to and was taught that 
the energy that you have that comes about in bringing something from the mind into the physical world is magic in itself, right? When you're thinking of something in your mind and your body is able to create it and put it into reality, which is pen to paper, and then I'm able to speak it out loud, which is the vibration, sending it into universal flow, that to me is powerful magic. But that doesn't mean that if you're um, a graphics designer, is that what you call it, where you can make things on the computer and make your sigils on the computer and use your entire computer just as your pad of paper, it's just as powerful. Just don't burn it in the end, <laughs> right? So there's a lot to be said, both for having a traditional or lineage that you've learned from, but don't be afraid and don't stay stuck in that lane where nothing else fits into your practice. Because there are some things where we go, you know what, I just don't have the time for that. But if you brought in a technological or a modern aspect to it, you would have the time for it, right? When you think about how we used to do laundry in the 40s and 50s as compared, you know, with the rolling pins it had and what we do now, like that saves a lot of time. If you compare that into something that you do in your magical practice that takes up so much time right now because you do it the traditional way because that's how you've always done it and bring it into a modern kind of flair to it, you'll be surprised at how much more you can get done in that same amount of time and still carry on a very, very powerful practice. So I'm hoping that gave you some insight, some information, some guidance, something to think about. Maybe open yourself up a little bit more to go, hmm, you know what, maybe I'll check out some of these other, you know, uh, techno witchy groups and things like that, because we're all here to support one another. And again, magic is magic is magic. If it works, you get results. You're a powerful witch, no matter how you got it there. Have a wonderfully magical rest of your day.